Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre in the UK. This podcast is a recording of the Bible message that is shared during the Sunday worship service. You can now watch our service online through live stream at 10.30am every Sunday morning and can also find our stories and videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us and as you listen we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. Um, We love to hear good news don't we? Especially when we're the first to know. There's a big difference between getting a phone call from your best friend about their new job or engagement or pregnancy perhaps and finding it out rather than finding it out on Facebook or through another friend. We cherish being invited to participate in the lives of people we love instead of just being simply spectators. And today the ability to share exciting news with others is quick and easy, isn't it? With one tweet with the post, with the hashtag or a group text, we can communicate with the masses all at once. But things are obviously very different in the time Jesus was born. When something important happened, such as the birth of a child, heralds often spread that news. Families welcoming new babies, if they had the means to do so, would hire someone to go throughout the community and announce their happy news. Mary and Joseph were of humble means, so they didn't have the ability to do this. But God himself provided a heavenly, a company of heavenly heralds to proclaim his birth and of his one and only son. So we're going to spend some moments looking at that encounter with the shepherds and the angels coming together with one accord and what that means for us as we come together at Advent. Jesus came to save the world. He didn't come to be an example of nobility or morality. He didn't come to be an example of passivity or patience or kindness or mercy. He did all that, yes. But the reason he came was to be the saviour of the world. The Jews had long waited for that to happen. Interestingly, he was also born into obscurity. No one knew he was born except Joseph and Mary at least. No one in Bethlehem knew. No one in Jerusalem knew. No one in the the Roman world knew. Jesus was born anonymously and in the silence of the night, which may help us to understand the audience of the angelic announcement. Imagine the scene. Shepherds on the midnight watch, ears and eyes open for signs of danger. Sheep bleating in the background. And then... Out of nowhere, an angel of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, and news of a promise perfectly kept. It is amazing that God chose this group of men as the first to hear the good news. Imagine if God asked you to plan the announcement of the birth of his son, the saviour of the world. Who would you choose to tell first? And why? How would you go about doing that announcement? I wonder if you have ever wondered why 
the shepherds were chosen. Shepherds are one of the oldest professions in the world. Adam was given dominion over all the animals. Abel is called the keeper, a keeper of the sheep. God is described, of course, in Psalm 23 as our shepherd. And Jesus calls himself in John 10, the good shepherd. These shepherds who were in the fields outside of Bethlehem were, were tending their flock. Incidentally, Bethlehem is just a couple of miles outside of Jerusalem. It's practically a suburb just before the rolling hills of Judea turn into the desert. A shepherd would be guarding their flock against predators during the night. The sheep would be gathered in the sheepfold. And interestingly, these sheep would probably be likely to be used for the sacrifice in the temple. Now the saviour of the world was coming and would be the final sacrifice. Some believe that the shepherd was once a position of honour, a person who was recognised as being important. In Israel, shepherds were critical to the sacrificial worship at the temple, but it was a dirty, lonely job of a very meagre wage. They were modest people. There's some historical evidence that they were seen as social outcasts, rough characters on the fringes of Jewish society, that they weren't allowed to give testimony in court is one indication of their low cultural status. They are not the people that conventional wisdom would expect to be the first recipients of the good news of the Saviour's arrival. But, you know, God loves to take people that others look down on and promote them. Take, for example, Zechariah, the old priest and his wife who had been unable to bear children. Take, for another example, Mary, an obscure teenager and her husband in a desolate little village, barely a dot on the map. And we see this theme continue throughout Luke. The welcome that Jesus received or didn't receive has spiritual significance, though. It shows us that he was coming to live amongst sinners. This humility is demonstrated from his birth right up to the death on the cross. And this morning, one of the greatest things that we can do is simply humble ourselves to around us especially to the world that looks down and judges and finds fault. That night, the Lord God himself looked down on all the earth and he chose the shepherds. He could have chosen royalty or judges. He could have chosen some Pharisees. He could have chosen soldiers. But he chose a bunch of shepherds doing their best to take care of sheep. No one, and I mean no one, is beyond the touch of God's mercy. So the angels of the Lord appeared to the, the shepherds. Maybe it was the same angel Gabriel who appeared to Mary and Zechariah. And verse 9 says, The glory of the Lord was everywhere. The angel said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Every word of the angel's pronouncement is vital here. Do not be afraid or fear not in other translations. Offers this reassurance, not only to the shepherds, but to us today. You'll have heard before that the Bible tells us 365 times to not be afraid or fear not. One for every day. We are safe in the arms of Jesus. 
even when it feels like life is falling apart, safe in the most terrifying of circumstances. The word gospel means good news, and this good news brings great joy. The good news and great joy were not just for a select few, the highest in society, the noble and the chosen. This news is for all people, and it has personal significance for the shepherds and for you and for me. This is the first proclamation of the gospel. And verse 11 is the central theme of this passage where he says, Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You know, this has become such a familiar text to us that we can easily miss the angel's emphasis on the personal here. Did you see it? He has been born to you. Gosh, how many times have I read that or heard that and not taken in the significance of those three words? Born to you. Born as if to you shepherds alone. You men of humble standing within your society. Is this not indeed good news of great joy? Is this not the awesome mercy of God who reaches down over us by shrinking his own state stature to that of a baby so that he can touch not only in the high places, but also the weeping wounded and the simple of heart. Is it not also where our personal story can enter into this one? Born to you. 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 The humblest the most ignorant, the most uneducated, the lowliest and the unskilled, even despised, even the chief of sinners, even the lowest of the low. He is the saviour of everybody who is saved. From every people and tongue and tribe and nation of the face of the earth and anybody who chooses to come. He is the world saviour. He is your saviour, born to you. So how are we going to find him? Not in heaven where a sinner can dwell, not in a a place can't dwell, not in a palace where you can't get in, not even in a home or a public inn. Verse 12 tells us, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And at this point, the shepherds might well have been a wee bit confused. How is this a sign? What does a baby in a manger have to do with the Messiah? Where is he? And like all other Jews, the shepherds would have expected to go to the home of of distinction to find the Messiah. A manger would probably be the last place they would have imagined. But that's where he is, lying in the manger. Another reminder that Christ the Lord is available to all people, all nations, everyone. That's the good news. Such good news that the heavens open to reveal a choral song of praise to God. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Imagine what joy it must have been to sing in that angelic choir. The skies opened up, and the countless chorus streamed from the courts of heaven. An army of angels revealed in all its glory. 
They were singing in a new venue, praising God on earth as they they had always done in heaven. Imagine what joy they had in going out in the middle of the night and scaring people half to death with the glory of the Lord. They were also singing in a new key, praising God for his grace to sinners. Imagine what joy they had in worshipping the new-born Christ and saying glory to God. God was highly glorified in sending his son to be the saviour. The Christmas angel saw this glory and revealed it to the shepherds so that we could see it too. And after giving glory to God in the highest, they proclaimed peace on earth. What a contrast this was to the kind of peace that the Romans had to offer. This story begins with the decree from Caesar Augustus, which reminds us that this was the age of the Pax Romana, and the Romans often praised their emperor for bringing peace on earth. But this peace came at a dreadful cost. Nations were subjugated and plundered, peoples enslaved, the poor oppressed. There were peace and prosperity for some, fear and poverty for others. Caesar only gave peace as long as it was consistent with the interests of the empire and the myths of his glory. Even those who had outward peace in Roman times did not have rest in their souls. The famous Stoic philosopher Epictetus, a contemporary of Luke, observed that while the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he is unable to give peace from passion, grief and envy. He cannot give peace of heart for which humankind yearns more than even for outward peace. Nor could the emperor offer peace with God, which is the most necessary peace of all. But now a new king was born, and with his birth, the angels pronounced peace on earth, peace like the Hebrew shalom, total peace of the whole whole being. And this meant peace with God, first of all, until we have that. We can't have any true peace at all. And so the angels come together with the shepherds in this scene. And what was the response? Well, they responded with mysterious conviction, asking no questions of the angels in their own and and, and, or their own senses. But taking prompt action, they said, "Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened." And then Scripture says that they hurry to find the baby. They hurry. God is important and should be by far the most important thing in our lives. The shepherds teach us that priority. From them we should learn not to be crushed by all the pressing matters of our daily lives. From them we should learn the inner freedom to put other tasks in second place, however important they may be, so as to make our way towards God. To allow him into our lives and into our time. Time given to God and in his name. To our neighbour is never time lost. It is the time when we are most truly alive, when we live our humanity to the full. Finding that babe in the manger, the shepherds immediately adore him and they see him as God. The arrival of the shepherds was probably more of an encouragement for Mary and Joseph than it was for the shepherds. It says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. In God's goodness, both Mary and Joseph were once again being reassured, finding peace. I'm sure they were experiencing some anxiety and concern. 
Was Mary really bearing a supernatural child? Had Joseph's dream been real? Had they been obedient to come to the city of Bethlehem? Was this the way God wanted his son to be brought into the world, lying in a trough, feeding trough, surrounded by animals? When the shepherd showed up just minutes after the birth, all was confirmed. Yes, everything was going to be just as God has planned. Yes, Mary had been chosen to give birth to the Messiah. Yes, Joseph was doing everything God wanted to be done. And yes, everything was going to be okay. So when the shepherds and the angels came together, the curtain parted between the natural world and the realms of the supernatural. By announcing Jesus' birth to the shepherds, God was demonstrating his love for every one of us, no matter who we are. And the Bible says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. It was a catalyst that prompted them to glorify and praise his name. First the angels, they shared the good news, and then the shepherds as they saw the good news with their very eyes. And here's the question for us all. When I read the word of God, am I prompted to give glory to God? When I meet with him in prayer, is my heart filled with praise for his name? When the shepherds and the angels came together, it brought a peace that those shepherds had been waiting for for so long. Finally, the Messiah was here and he was bringing true peace. Do you know that peace? What if you've been present on that first Christmas night? Would you have ignored Jesus, as most did? Or would you have joined the shepherds in welcoming God's son into the world and into your heart? There's a lovely wee carol in the second verse of it says, Flocks were sleeping, shepherds keeping vigil till the morning knew, saw the glory, heard the story, tidings of a gospel true, thus rejoicing. Free from sorrow, praise its voicing, greet the morrow. Christ the babe was born for you. Christ the babe was born for you. Maybe this morning you need a wee reminder that he was born for you. Maybe this morning you need a reminder to make him more of a priority in your life in giving him the glory Maybe this morning you need to know that peace, that shalom that only he can give. Whatever it is, Christ the babe was born for you. That music of this carol is going to play. And I'm going to invite you just to spend some moments with the Lord, glorifying him, finding his peace, knowing his love. And then we'll sing those words together, glorifying him as an act of worship. So let's just spend some time with the Lord as the music plays quietly just now.
So why don't you join me in this song, in these words just now? Infant holy Bring us back to the place where we once met as shepherds to the stable after hearing the angels sing. Bring us back to that place where our, when our love was fresh, not embarrassed to express itself in praise to our heavenly King. Restore us, O oh Lord, we pray. Let your presence disrupt our everyday routine and help us not to be afraid of what you have to say. Prompt our hearts to glorify you and praise your name. Your presence changes everything. And above all, may we know your peace, your well-being, and your wholeness in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.